Kayanos, fresh tongues. Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kayanos! Destiny has resources upon which it runs. Let's see the book of Matthew chapter Matthew chapter 22 verse 14 Matthew chapter 22 verse 14 Destiny has resources upon which it runs meaning that the unavailability of those resources will mean that you will have a shipwreck in your attempt to execute your destiny. You will have a shipwreck. With the best of desires, not enough. With the best of intents, not enough. Destiny runs on certain resources. If they are not available, you will have a shipwreck. You will find out that you made an attempt to execute the destiny, the calling that is given to you, but you are not able to meet up. There are many requirements that we need to execute our destiny. That is why we pray the way we pray. We don't pray like this necessarily to, to get answers to certain prayers, to certain things. That is belittling the purpose of prayer. There, that, that is in prayer, but that is the least. That is the last. A day will come, you will realize that destiny runs on resources like wisdom. Destiny runs on resources like strength. Are you getting the point? There are many things that destiny runs upon. Wisdom, one. Strength, two. Destiny runs on help, help that you receive. Destiny runs on relationships. Many of us are here simply because God was able to align us to one or two correct relationships. And then the progress you made in one month, in six months, you, you somehow wished that you have had that kind of relationship for the past three years of your life. You just imagine how far you would have gone. The same way there are some people all set and did to make sure that they didn't get to where they are supposed to is to give them one relationship. Imagine if a lady and God meant that you will carry the power and preach the gospel. All Satan need to do is to give you one useless boyfriend. And then you will be struggling with that, struggling with that, and then probably you are in campus before you know it, four years have passed. 
and this is destiny the requirement the standard is the same just because you have not measured up to what it takes and then maybe tomorrow you married doesn't mean it has reduced you are still going to pay the same quota of price if it is true that you will be fulfilled are you getting the point the the passage of time doesn't mean anything if they tell you it takes 10 years yeah it takes 10 years assuming we we are able to make the right impute in 10 years if not 10, 10 years is just another number 5 years is just another number you can use some of us that when you went to high institution one of the things you will understand it. just because you entered campus doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything no. if you refuse to make impute some of my lecturers in UNN will tell you that your destiny is in their hands that they are willing to keep you for 10 years did you go to that school they are willing to keep you for 10 years so just because you enter I say I, I'm in the university they actually say you are in the, it doesn't mean anything it doesn't bother it doesn't bother men in physical sciences it doesn't bother them it doesn't bother they will keep you there when I entered we are doing one exam and I saw reg number 1997 do you know what it means the person entered 97 and we are in 2010 huh? there is one woman that wrote with her she has married finished giving birth to children then came back they are willing to hold you just because 10 years passed doesn't, doesn't mean anything are you getting the point the passage of time is not the important thing it is the impute time is good but it is the imputing time that matters that is what you will harvest tomorrow huh? What you harvest tomorrow is what the seeds you have sown, the, the things you are able to accumulate, the strength, the wisdom. Certain season will come in your life and you will need to draw upon direction. You will need to know what am I supposed to do. On that day you will find out that you don't have... You, now, now, now. For another person, where he is going, the resources it takes to bring direction is not much. But for you, maybe the demand will take a lot of prayer quota. If you go to the book of Revelation, I'm, I, I will touch it a little. It will take a lot of prayer quota to give you accurate direction. You are just looking at another person that is not going probably far. We are going somewhere at Tenugu one day. And then one guy directed or say if you go like this, then you take the right, then you take the left, then you meet a roundabout, then you ask people because there they will direct you to take left and take right. I say aye. It was so bad that even Google Map couldn't find the place. May the Lord help you on the day of your destiny. Even Google Map, can, Google Map is not equipped to give you direction in destiny. That day I found out that. Even the machineries, they will, the, the principles we have learned, they are good. They are good as long as there is no ex, extra impute to determine the outcome of where we are going. And sometimes the dynamics of the direction we need is so much that you need to pray for long. And when you are praying, part of the things that God will do is to remove confusion first. There are certain things and certain things that as long as they are in your life, you will never make correct decisions. 
there are certain people as long as they are around you you will never make such correct decision there are certain locations you will be you will never make correct decision god will have to take you away from, and these things you don't know so you just wake up one day and say i want to make decision maybe a marriage decision you will just mess up what god will do if you have made a lot of prayer is that when you want he will put in a lot of structures to make sure that you don't head in into the wrong direction Meanwhile, if you don't have prayer in your bank, on that day you want to make, there will be no restraint. You're just moving into damage. You're just moving into, into something that will destroy your life. Maybe on that day you begin to pray. And then after praying for three months, you say, I'll pray for three months, there is no direction. Prayer that you should have been praying for the last five years. And the impact of that prayer is that as you are praying, it is not necessarily for God to tell you it's like this. No, it's for him to clear the path so that you can easily see where. There are some things you never see until they clear some things from your life. You don't even know where you are going. You don't even understand your calling and destiny. And you want to make a choice. Choice of what? You see? And these things are not possible until you are able to download resources. Resources like wisdom. Wisdom in so much measure that you can be able to execute the kind of assignment. See, the calling demands assignments, projects, things. It varies. Depending on the kind of calling, depending on the kind of assignment, the demand of wisdom will, will, will be much on you. So when you are praying, they are storing your prayer in the bank. There is prayer bank according to the book of Revelations. Is it not chapter 5 or 7? Somebody help me. Chapter 5, right? Chapter 5, yes, verse 8. There is prayer bank. So if you are praying, they are storing the prayer. If you are praying, they are storing the prayer. If you are praying, they are storing the prayer. And then when it stores up to certain amount, there is a way you pray to some point, you just know you can't fail in this life. It's not... <laughs> Is <laughs> not a is not confession. <laughs> there is something my mother told me. Say so one of my aunties said he heard me say something, and my mother now said is a these are words confessions of faith confession. That my auntie now said no this one is not a confession of faith. That there is a knowing that is so much behind this matter that. This person is not, is not talking as if he is just having faith, which is actually what it means to have faith. But, you know, um, the woman is trying to say that this kind of thing is, has passed the realm of faith. That it seems as if what the basis for my speaking is already around. I mean, we can already touch it. It's no more something we have faith and is already with us in the spirit. But we don't have the manifestation. He said, the woman is saying the manifestation is already here. So there is no need for faith again. There is a way you pray. You just know you can't fail like this now. There are certain things that can't happen to you. There is a way you will pray. You know, you can't just die. You can't. They say, they say something is happening and then I will now die. How? Imagine, imagine me dying now. Now, I'm not saying, listen, oh, listen. 
actually people like me, I want to die. I don't like, I, I don't listen to my message so that. <laughs> there is a reason why I'm able to live the kind of consecrated life I'm living. Every day I'm looking for reasons to make it hard for Satan to make me unable to fulfill my destiny. Because consecration is making sure that legitimate things in your life that Satan can hold to draw you back, that you leave it. Legitimate. They are legitimate, but you leave them. That is consecration. Legitimate, but you leave them. The reason why you are leaving them is to give you extra extra mile give you more effectiveness in the next 15 minutes start give you more effectiveness in delivering on that mandate are you getting the point hmm? so sometimes i come and ask myself satan will come and tell me you know no me i'm the one that is telling myself i said i just looked at this life this whole life I don't know what you like on this earth. Me, there is not one thing I like. Not one. Don't, don't behave like me. But I just took stock. And I'm wondering, what is it that people are even chasing self? Your great-grandfather did it. Your grandfather did it. Your father did it. And then you are doing the same thing. Why with the eyes of people open and see that this world is not really real? This is not the real world. The only thing keeping me here is that I'm a vehicle to ferry the purposes of the eternal realm here. Any, uh, when I'm through, shoo, 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 there is nothing here. Shoe you buy, the shoe don't spoil. You buy another one. This one, boy, boy. You just keep you in a vicious cycle. The only thing that puts tangent to it is eternity. But Satan will never allow you to know. He will keep you in one job, keep you in one thing, keep you in one business, keep you there that you think that it's all about here. When people say heaven at last, eternity, they don't even know what they are saying. They are living on earth and they lived 50 years, they never lived as if eternity is in view. But they are saying eternity is in view. Their life never mirrored it. They wasted their time chasing mundanity. Chasing the very same thing that they are preaching against. I'm telling you, pastors preach eternity, spend all their time building things here. They, they didn't build men, they built things here. And when you look for them, you don't see. There are no men to see. Because men are important. It's only human beings that have the capacity. In all these earth, it's only humans that have capacity to carry eternity. So if it is true that you want to invest in eternity, where should we invest in? We are the only beings that can carry eternity. So a man that wants to invest in eternity, that is why should invest in men. In investing in men, you have invested in eternity. When you come over there, you will still see the fruits of your investment. When this life is over, you will come there and still see men that you raised. No matter the things that you build here, you will look for it one day. Sometimes it even happens in your lifetime. You see what Satan is doing? He will make sure your eyes don't see it. 
You make sure you are just laboring for food to eat, laboring for clothes, laboring for, for, for certificate. I used to say it. Imagine a lady that somehow went and slept with lecturer just because to pass exam. And I begin to ask, what kind of... What, is, is actually deceptional. Because when you, if, if you sit down and think, because Satan won't allow you to think like that. If you sit down and think, you ask yourself, the people that have graduated 10 years ago, 8 years, 7 years, what did they do? Is it even true that I will even finally use my certificate? The way Nigeria is going, the certificate from public schools is getting obsolete. You come out with it, it can't get you anything. Nigeria is already bad. But the school system is so behind that what you are studying now can only be useful if you studied it in 1960s. The way you are... Yes, it's true. The way you are studying it, if you go abroad, they start you afresh. That's why you want to go and waste your destiny and sleep with one useless man that has slept with 50 other people. The one they gave him, he, gave, he will give you. Yes, no? The easiest way... <laughs> They are sexually transmitted demons. The one he collects, sexually transmitted demons, even attitude, all kinds of things, they, they pass it along. And then, that's how they share. That's how they share. And then the person will come out and be wondering, say, it's just mistake, it's just once, it's just mistake, it's just once. That, that once is enough. Because what Satan is trying to do is not to, he knows that somehow he can't get you to continue in the act. He wants to bring a cargo in your life that as long as that thing happens it will be almost impossible for you to fulfill your destiny again don't try some things don't come and try it and say God will forgive there are some things that will happen to you you will never recover enough to fulfill your destiny in the measure that God wants it are you hearing what I'm saying uh, that's not where I'm going but I know I'm speaking to many people here I won't stop don't, don't use your life as an experimental. They will use you to be given an example of, of how you shouldn't do it. It's better they use you to give an example of how they should do it. But whether we like it or not, people will use them to give an example of how we shouldn't do it. I've looked at this life. I say, is it money? Car. I saw one picture. They are using Homer to carry bamboo. Homer. Have you seen the picture? I said, what is this? How many of you know the car that is called Homer? You see, many people don't even know Homer again. It has become old. When we are in secondary school those days, especially when American music is still raining, oh Jesus, thank you for delivering my soul. People like 50 cents those days. That's the car he uses for his music. He, is it not true? How many? He just bring the, say, Homer, they, they have Homer 1, Homer 2, Homer 3. Somebody is using Homer 3 for bamboo. Bamboo. He's tying bamboo on it. May the Lord deliver this generation. Just because you saw another fine car and they call it Mazes, whatever, whatever, it, they will still use it to carry bamboo. Me, I'm telling you. Because I saw another one. It's not only home. I saw limousine. They packed it in dustbin. Limousine. 
that, that is that this world is not the reality. The realities can be found here. I pity oh Paul was the one speaking in the book of First Corinthians chapter fifteen. I think around verse seventeen or eighteen, thereabout. He said, If all of our hope is in this life alone, he said, We are of all men the most miserable. The strength of believers is that they live as if this world is not their own. The only reason why this world is used for its purpose, I always say it, the only, the only usefulness that is attached to anything that is material is purpose. Once you remove purpose, then there is no use for any material thing. It is mundanity. Money is good because it has a purpose. Are you getting the point? Any other thing, your certificate is good. Am, am I saying they are not good? They are good. Every single thing you are doing, they are good as long as there is purpose attached to it. Once you remove purpose, it's just mundanity, another vicious circle that Satan has tied you to. You just live and die like the men that lived until the day of Enoch. I mean, you are in church, you are a believer. But the same philosophy, the same pursuit of the men in the world is the same thing pursuing you. So when you get a job, the only thing that is motivating you for, for, doing, for doing work is to get promotion. You think that's what is motivating Satan for putting men there? He puts men there so that his kingdom will move forward. So when a believer gets an assignment, a job, whatever, he goes there because of purpose. Not because of how much money it will give you. No, it's not because of how much money. You can make that money and not touch it. Somebody can send 350,000 for you. You will die before you eat the money. This world, there is nothing here. Forget. You better just focus on what is eternal. Uh, anywhere God says, you, just, you know, you, Paul, people like Paul, he say, I am ready to be offered up. If it is true, there are not many things you should be doing here. If this thing I'm saying is true, of which the scripture certifies it, there are not many things you should be doing. But believers have found doing many things. At the tail end of their life, they found out that they have not been able to fulfill the reason why God brought them here. They had every other thing. They spent five years on campus, nothing. They, they can't say that eternity fulfilled their measure here. They got work, they married there. They are just living like any other unbeliever. May God have mercy on people. Though. My target is not to live long on earth. I don't have that target. If it is true that my life will be more useful to eternity dying very early. I don't have... I'm not interested in living long. There is no extra... Let me warn you. There is no extra crown for dying, uh, dying late. If you die late, it is useful for the kingdom if there is purpose attached to it. That when you live for 80 years, 90 years, you use it to decide people. You use it to release books. People like Andrew Murray, when he was getting older, he spent more of his time writing books. Because he couldn't preach again, he couldn't travel. He was writing books. That is, it's not that you, you want your grandmother, grandmother to still be alive. He can't talk, he can't do anything. He's like he's like monster hanging somewhere. Just to be alive. May God deliver you from that kind of punishment. 
You are calling that one life. Are you getting the point? If you have this kind of view, eternity, eternity mindset, your consecration will go high. You will suddenly look at the things around you and wonder, what, what is this one doing now? That I can't drop it. What is this one? You just drop it. What is this one doing? You will now see many things. Now, people ask me, consecration, how do you? It's because you don't have... Your revelation of eternity is not much. If it is much, you will find out that there is a lot of things to drop in your life. They are not bad, but they are not useful. They are just delaying you, drawing you back. They are just bringing weights around your life. They are not useful. Many of them are good, not useful. When you remove them, you find out there is not up to three things that you need, self. They are not up to three. The more you go, the (laughs) better. The Bible said, narrow is the path that leads to where? I'm not hearing. Narrow is the path that leads to where? But you already have eternal life. There is a path of eternal life. Narrow is the path. Narrow. If any man that is bogus can pass, he can pass. And guess what? The more you march on the path, this is the way the path is. It is narrow from the beginning. Unfortunately, as you go, it becomes more narrow self. I thought it will be narrow and then it will do like this. No, it is narrow like this. So the more you journey, it becomes more narrow. So for somebody that is in the beginning, there are still a lot of things that you can be allowed to be doing. You can be allowed to be, you know, making some kind of calls in the night. You know, he called the guy, hey, what have you eaten? Did you eat beans? Did you eat yam? Did you eat? For you now, you are, you are still, are you with me? Oh? Mm. You are on the path, but your path is still bogus. When you have a covenant of three hours to keep in the night, you, nobody should tell you that there is no time. There is no time. There is no time to say, what did you eat? There is no time for that. How are you? Are you sick? As if, are you a doctor? You are not. So what is the purpose of all this question? You are, you are delaying yourself. After Now sit down. Um, see, for those people, it is not bad. It is not sin per se. But it is weakness. You are just delaying yourself. They are on the path of eternal life. But their path is still is not narrow enough. So there are some things that can go. That kind of call, can, they can still be pushing it. Until they enter another place. And they say no more movement. The reason why some of you stop moving is because you stop consecrating. There is something you have not dropped. When you drop it, you make another movement. Narrow is the path that leads to life. Narrow. Narrow. That's why you can't find many people there. People like to carry many things. And as they are carrying it, they still want God to use them. They still want God to save them. They will come and say that God made a covenant with you. Made a covenant with you to live anyhow. To be No, no, no. There, in fact, there is a way you move into that path. Move into that path. Move into that path. Ah, should I tell you? If you are a lady, trouser can't enter that path. Trouser. You know trouser like this. 
he can't enter. Not because he's sin, but for you, it is part of your consecration. Your part is still white. That's why you can wear it and maybe even wear clothes. You know when you are looking yourself at the mirror, you know that your breast is coming out. You leave it like that and come and say, whose eye is going? What, what is somebody's eye going there for? You are you are an agent. You don't know. You are your part is still white. You need to come to the place where it is narrow. Narrow is the part that leads to eternal life. Life. There are some people, any, anywhere money can come, they are willing to do it. Anyway. And my guy, anywhere money can come, you are willing. Then when you are through, you promise God I will pay tight. Say after me, I will pay tight. Say after me, I will pay tight. Keep your tight, my friend. That is money. There are some money, there are some money some pastors should not touch you. The reason why some ministries went down is because they began to touch some money. The money, the name of the money, it should be dropped on a field in the spirit. The name of the field is Akedema. It's a field of blood. You don't take money from there. Eh? You look and there are many pastors that know that the, the way that their people is getting money is illegitimate. Some of them is even bordering on occultism. But they are, they are bringing tight. They are bringing money. Maybe as you want to do prayer and prophetic conference, the person said, How much do we need? You say 4.5 million. I say, Just manage 5 million. I don't have much now. If I have much, I will give you 10. Say, the Lord bless you. The Lord. The Lord bless you. I quote assassin. It's better we don't hold the conference. Me, I'm not. See. I'm not a slave to conferences. I'm not a slave to large meetings. In fact, the, should I even tell you the truth? This meeting is more effective than that big one. We are only doing that big one because God instructed us. This is the only way you can raise disciples. People come and in three days a lot of things happen to them. They don't know how to shepherd it. They don't know how to make it their own. They don't know how to become custodian. They don't know how to continue. Because... The apostles became what they were. Why? The Bible said, and they continued. The, the, the impact they made was not because of what happened. It, the impact was not because of the impartation. It was because they continued. In the same thing, they continued. They continued. And then they became a different kind of man. It was there that they found out that all the things that happened in, in, their, in their time with Jesus and all those things, they were just seeds. All of them were just seeds that is sown. It was when they continued that those seeds began to blossom. Blossom. Narrow is the path. I, you will become a mighty vessel in the hand of God. If you are... No, it's not amen to you. Stop saying amen. There is no amen to this one. Uh -uh. This one works. It is like, if you do this, you have this. I can say this thing, you say, I won't say amen, but you did what I'm saying. Even though you refuse to say amen, you will still have the reward. Because it's not in the saying of the amen, and then you are doing another thing. That man is like the man that had two sons, and one said, I'm going to do it. 
The other one said, if I do it, make I hear. And then the one that said, I won't do it, went back and did it. And the question that they asked is, who is correct? Who will receive reward? Who? When your path becomes more narrow, then you become more effective. You become more effective. One word for the if, if there is one word that we use to typify what Jesus meant by saying that narrow is the path that leads to life, the word will be consecration. It is the days you drop a lot of things. Those things are good, though, but you drop them. Some people, what they need to drop is is too much fellowship activity. I know you won't believe it, but because I know many people will listen to this. The reason why they stagnated was when they made them, they made them VP, made them president, made them prayer, made them. They gave them up to three posts. The day you started declining was the day you collected posts without considering your growth in God. And those posts you collected hedged you in. Of course, the, there is a deception in position. It will seem as if it is, it is equal to the fact that you are growing. Position doesn't mean you are growing. It can deceive you. So people collected position, collected. They can even give you title. And then they will call you bishop. Bishop elect, bishop doctor, apostle, whatever, all the names. And then you think that means that you have increased in rank. Titles doesn't increase anybody in rank. Are you getting what I'm saying? Titles, position, they don't increase anybody. You don't... I've seen... I've seen some people go and collect the titles of, you know, bishop, all those kind of things. Thinking that in collecting the title, there is a, an extra thing that is added for you in the spirit. That is not... That is not how the mortars rate, rate men. That is not their, their scales and balances of measurement. If you come before the mortars, that is what we call the shekels of the sanctuary. Every man is converted to his weight in his spirit and then you are measured. Some of the people that have bogus name, like the man that his name is Bechaza and he was a king of Babylon, they said they measured him. And his worth in the spirit was mene mene. Mene mene. <laughs> but when you come in the natural he was a king sitting on a throne he had a position he had a name in the natural are you with me pay attention in the natural he had a position he had a name but in the spirit when the mortars weighed him in the balances he was what So what both elderly people, young people, every person, what they want to is to add a new position and a new title. Thinking that that has something to add to their spiritual stature. Men that are ranking in the spirit doesn't need to prove a point. In fact, people like Paul will come and tell you that it is the grace of God that is at work in me that made people say that I'm this one. You don't have to say it. 
when people see in fact the grace of God was at people like Paul there were so many things against him his approver had to pass many 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 people didn't want to approve him because of the fact that there, he even persecuted the church so there is a lot of hurdles he need to pass so it then means as he was saying in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 he said that the grace of God at work in me was much because the reason is because there is a lot of a lot of point I need to prove not for my sake but for people to accept the fact that as they were called I'm also called so he said the grace was at work and I labored more than them all labor it was in my labors that they found out that no man can labor like this except grace is at work grace it's easy for you to think what we are doing here is easy until you try the people that know the what the labor it takes to precipitate to give birth to spiritual things will come here as soon as they step on this puppy they will understand the the measure of work we are doing not every one of them they know what it takes to bet men in the spirit. It is from that platform that they will begin to say that this person is this kind of person. It takes this kind of grace to raise this kind of people this way. Go back to the book of Matthew chapter 20. verse 14 he says for many are what but few are what how many of you have heard you have heard this kind of thing I know I'm called into this my calling my destiny my purpose my how many of you have heard this calling my calling I'm called my calling I don't understand my calling I, I'm not it. calling calling how many of you are calling hmm let me tell you many say after me many are called don't deceive yourself with any calling that is the problem of an average person he is so the person is so consumed with the fact of the calling that he's not bothered about what follows next he is so consumed with the fact that he's called that he doesn't know that there is a million people that is called to the same kind of assignment when you were called, thousands of people were called to do the same thing. Huh? Are you hearing me? Who will end up being the person? That is the problem. Say after me, many are called. Don't boast about the calling. Even if he's... Are you, are you with me? Even if it's Jesus that came from heaven and said, Ozoma, Ozoma, I have called you, oh my son. There is a particular scripture that has suffered in the hands of young men, even old men. Do you know that scripture? Jeremiah, all of you know Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter, show us that scripture. That scripture has suffered in me. Everybody that said he had a calling, they gave you that scripture. Is it not? If they, they gave you that scripture, raise your hand. No. That other people may. That other people use it doesn't mean your own is not true. Raise your hand now. Raise your we are teaching. If you are not called, then you are not qualified for the second part. They gave you that scripture. Raise your hand now. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. You don't want to raise your hand. There is something I want to do. 
look at it. He said, before, no, who is showing me this? Okay. Is it, is it this one? Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before that came as forth, I sanctified thee. And yes, and I ordained thee a prophet unto nations. A prophet unto nations. I know some people that read this scripture when they were fasting. They saw this scripture and they said, God spoke to me. The nun came out from there went to Bible school, came out, started church and then and then Satan used five years to bat their head one, there is one style after babbing their head for five years the man came back and asked God what did you even say? <laughs> it is there that God will say what we meant by that scripture is that we are considering you for posthumous. You are not with me. We con- because it's not everybody that is qualified to take posthumous. Is it not true? It so happens that you are one of the people that qualified for it. That's the meaning of the scripture. It doesn't mean we have given you admission. But many people take it as ad- I say many. Ah, have you bothered to check how many people take posthumous? Let's assume. Let's assume it's unisic. Sometimes it's up to thirty thousand. It's even more. And what they are looking for is not more than five thousand. Sometimes it's less than. It's, it's even less than in schools like, like UNN that is bigger that will collect up to five thousand. Am I talking to you or not? <laughs> many, many, they came to pursue me. They said, they said, which school did you go? In those days, we'll be reading in Newey, Newey Divisional Library, and all of them will be there. Say, you are in page what? You are in chapter. There is no more this. See, these Jambitos, they. That they are the worst set of people. I'm saying that many people that is saying God called them, they are jambites in the spirit. Guess what? Have you not noticed that they make the most noise about? Once you see jambites in the school of spirit and in their calling, they make the most noise about their calling. Everybody they see the first thing is that they tell you about their calling, tell you about how God will take them all over the world, tell you about all the <laughs> you are a foolish person, you you are you. <laughs> You are, you are a babe. You are carnal. You are even exposing yourself to battles you are not ready for. You are exposing yourself. You will, make, you will do this thing and tell people that will fight you. That's how some of you made the mistake and told some pastors that is not in alignment. Just because they are your pastor, they, are, they snuffed you out. Because they looked at you and said, what is this one saying? That's what they did to Joseph now. He wasn't, he didn't retain the stature to know that he shouldn't tell everybody his type of calling. After they collected him and put him in a well, see your head. The people that are called, even though you are saying they call you. You have not, you have not learned how to do Holy Ghost baptism. You say, God called me as a global evangelist, as an, a prophet. And God, try and tell it to your pastor that has been struggling to raise 10 people. 20 weeks, you are telling him you are, you are now what? 
almost a I don't know it, it will be hard to find a man that will not snuff it out. That man must have entered into a place of security in God that is not intimidated by what you are saying. That's how many people we are snuffed before they ever started. Do you know why? They are jambites. They just called them. All they came with is my calling, my calling, my calling, my calling. If I check my inbox on Telegram, on WhatsApp, on Facebook, my calling, my calling, my calling. As they are telling you how big their calling is, they don't know. I'm using myself as an example. They don't know that there are hundreds of people telling me the same thing. Because I found out, as I am now, hundreds of people are looking for, they are looking for, the, they will, you know what they will say? They will come and tell another person that when they told me that I said yes, that it is true. Meanwhile, I'm just trying to help them to, to see if it is true. They now took it as validation. Some of them will tell me so many things. I will say, okay, bro. They will now say that what it means is that God said it. God, even when he told, he told me, I said it's true. I said, okay. They don't know that uh, what I mean. That there are some things you can't answer. The person is already consumed with the ambition of his calling. Huh? There is ambition in calling. It is your calling, but there is ambition in it. I mean, what you feel you are supposed to benefit from that calling now, you as a person, is the ambition in it. Are you with me? For every calling, there are things that you are supposed to benefit. He said, Sir, go back, go back to Matthew chapter. Say after me, many are called. We need to find out how God chooses men. I sat down, I have to make this calculation. Almost 10 years ago. Because I was shocked that I looked around. That almost everybody is saying God called them. God told them to do it. God. <coughs> have you not gone to Bible school? Why are people there? All those people that is there, are they not there because they were called? I want to ask you. Let's use your own set as an example. Huh? Where is 50% of them? Some of them have died. Is it not true? Telling me this. Many are called. But few are chosen. You need to understand the way God chooses. That is the main thing. Until you are chosen, your calling is still on, on a generic basis. If, if the platform of your expression is just on calling only, it is still generic. What you don't know is that you are not the only one God is telling to do that thing. Sometimes the instruction that God gave you to make you to push, push up to the next level is dependent on prompt obedience. Then you postpone it in the next six months. By the next six months, the, the agenda, what God intended to fulfill within that frame of reference, frame of time has passed. Of course, you can't deny God because as He's telling you, He has stayed in the same place. What you don't know is that there is up to 30 people that heard the same thing. Uh, it's a sound in the spirit. After some time, get, just check this thing. After some time, you will see somebody doing what you were told to do. How many of you, you have noticed that thing? 
Suddenly you see somebody doing what you are told to do. That's when you will realize that that thing you pray and Jesus appeared and said, my son, do this thing. You are not the only one. No. There are many that we are told. Many we are called. Many. But only few we enter the place of Joseph. How do we get there? How do we get there? That's what we need to do. That's what we need to find out. How do we get there? The reason why many people flood Bible schools is because they think that that is the system that qualifies men from calling to choosing. Only for them to finish and find out many of them that they were even worse. They got worse in the process. Because some of them became confused along the line. They, they, they jumbled up the whole matter. Some of them, they, 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 they encountered the Holy Spirit and he said, I called you and I'm going to teach you a lot of things. They interpreted, I'm going to teach you a lot of things to mean to go to a Bible school. The school of the Spirit is not necessarily in a Bible school. What men need to approximate into the requirements of their calling and destiny is, is to be educated in the school of the Spirit. Huh? And I've said it before. The school of the spirit is not necessarily in a Bible school. In fact, from it is even rare. Very few places you go for Bible schools and you encounter the school of the spirit along the line. You just find out you entered and became a legalist. Became a religious man. They gave you a title, gave you a certificate, you snap picture, wore something, came back. The principalities in your territory has not started respecting you. Huh? I speak in parables. Mm. Let men that have ear, let them hear. It's not to rush and go to Bible school. That, that is not the school of the spirit. What gives men ranking is when you pass the school, they set exams for you. These things I'm talking about is real and literal. You see yourself in classes. How many of you, you have been in the dream and you saw yourself in class, in a classroom? You see, almost all of you, that is the real school. That is the real school. Woe unto a man that has not passed that school and passed the one in Bible school. You did not pass the school of the spirit, but they gave you certificate in Bible school. <laughs> the demons. You know what I want to say. You know what that you know what I want. I don't want to say it because those people listen to me don't cut out this one leave it i didn't call anybody doesn't the school of the spirit is what gives men rank when you pass in fact some of you you will come to a point you will be there you see yourself writing exam you even see yourself in the same class it means you have been failing they will put you back they are not in a hurry. No. Are you with me? Oh, you can repeat that class for 10 years. Do you, do you, are you getting the point, Amaraj? You are dealing with the mortals. They are not threatened with time. Oh, because you tell them, I'm about to marry. I'm, I'm 29. I'm about to marry. I'm 29. I'm about, I'm about to marry. They don't understand the language of time. 
they don't understand mundanity. What they are interested in is the quota it takes for you to fulfill your destiny. Just because your time is passing, they are not threatened by it. That is why obedience is more important than sacrifice. And obedience is obedience not just because you obeyed, but because you obeyed in time. It's obedience because it is prompt. So God told you to obey today, you obeyed next year. It's still obedience, but it's not in time. You would have lost a lot, a lot of things along the way. The least among the things you lost was time. Another of the things you will lose is relationship. Because when God tells you to do something, He has kept people that you will encounter along the path. Probably you are supposed to encounter somebody like me this season so that I will help you faster in your journey. And then you delayed. You delayed. Somebody like no, so he delayed, delayed. After two years, he now appeared. The, the first time this young man, sorry, oh, don't remove this thing from this one now so that this generation will hear his name. He started living with me, I think before yourself. He is the first person that started living with me in that my uncle's house. But he escaped. You remember? He escaped. When I used to come to Enugu, if you remember, I used to come with him. No, don't look. I know you are forgotten. He had been away for so long, you will forget his face. I was asking him, Bro, where are you? Bro, where are you? Where are you, oh man of God? Where are you? A mighty evangelist. Me and him, we used to cast demons on the phone. Now, he has obeyed two years later. I don't, I'm not God. I'm not God. But I think. Even me, I don't have as much time as I have that time. Even him, he came. He just landed. He came with a limb. And he says, I'm here now. Only for him to find out. He'd be like this man. No get my time again. He's not, I want to have your time. But if I say, let me see people today. You will know that I will not breathe. You know what I'm saying? If you miss the time frame of your obedience, you still obeyed, but you will miss a lot of things. The least is, is time, another is relationship. You will meet people at the wrong time. You will meet them at the wrong season. And when you meet a man at the wrong season, it will seem the person that should be good to you will become enemy. It will seem as if the two of you are not rhyming. There will be no compatibility. And this thing is true for everything, even in marriage. If you meet the right person in the wrong time, there will be no compatibility. Huh? If you go ahead and marry, you will suffer in that marriage. Not because he's the wrong person, but because you met the person at the wrong time. Obedience is obedience when it is prompt. You, you can still obey in the next five years. But by the time you are obeying, you can't even pray in the night. I said there is the strength of a youth. You see the way we are praying here, the things we are doing. You can't continue praying. I can't continue like this, even if I want to. Stop looking at somebody like my mother that is doing this thing. Is is because are you with me? There's something you will do to a point that your your system will be mutated. To the point that you are not doing it to do anything, you are doing it to survive. I mean, how will I say it now? You know somebody that is smoking cigarettes, smoking cigarettes. There is a point in smoking, it becomes an addiction. Is it not true? You don't smoke for recreation now. You smoke to survive. If you don't smoke it, your system, your system will, will change. So you can't coordinate. You can't, you can't remember things. You, you forget some things you are supposed to do until you drag 
in secret. And then, are you with me? And then you, you come back. When people see you misbehaving, they won't understand what is causing it. They won't know you are missing a drag on the secret. At that point, it's an addiction. Uh, so people like my mother has prayed like that to addiction level. So when you see them praying, they are just dragging. Oh my God. It's not always like that. The story you will hear from your parents and they say, when I was like you, eh? Hey! Those days we used to carry the gospel from one city to another. When we are young. That means there is something about youth. You think we'll be praying like this? Harry, you'll be fat, oh. The one I'm looking at you. I'm not prophesying, it's a fact. The only thing that will save you is that you are tall. So it won't show much. Use this moment. Don't say this. Fast as much as you can now. Pray as much as you can. Store something in the bank. Tomorrow they will see you very fresh. Your skin, everything. And then, and, and then they will say, look at this person. He's not even doing anything. He's just saying, in the name of Jesus, you are blessed. Be blessed. Say after me, be blessed. Oh my God. They will know you are withdrawing from the bank. The person just has 100,000. They didn't know you have 30 billion. Somebody sang a song. He says it's 30. They will know it's 100 billion you have. Yeah. By, there, by that time it is not obvious because there is no suffering around eh? they didn't know that there were days if, if they bring some of your picture now are you with me forget all these damsels that is looking like this this is not your size oh. I'm not trying to make you feel bad I prayed with certain people when I was doing your service I just checked. It's more than five years now. How many years? Six years. And I checked and I saw some of the people I did use service with. One posted her picture. He said, can I get back to this size again? Another person told him, never, never. <laughs> Keep some of this your picture. That's why they are snapping, doing some bed. And you go and you don't want to snap. It will be it will show people you, you labor though. Because there are some things you'll be telling people you did in the future. They will look at you and say, You, how? You like this. But when they see the picture, they will see where the neck went inside. And the man is like this. And there you are like that and saying, Jesus is Lord. This is not your size, Olga. You know your original size now. When you used to gym. Akadia Sataba. These are the days of fasting. Do what you can do now. There is what you can do with the energy of the youth. There are things you will do to make you qualify to be chosen. They just said, You can take pursue me. Eh? And then you relax. You are waiting for the day of Pusiemi. You are waiting. You are waiting. And then you arrived at the exam hall. 
And the only thing you have on that exam hall is that I'm called, I'm called, I'm called, I'm called. Hey. The vigilators will say, Oh, this guy made it so easy for us. You know, there are some people that make it so easy for you to mark their papers. You are a teacher, have you marked those kind of papers? You just do like this, form. Do like this, form. Do like this, form. You just go. It's easy to mark those. There are some people you even have to read to say, you, say, you just write half. You know, you, it will level you small. But there are some people that are making it easy for the markers. Eh? The reapers. Eh? They are making easy, make it, making it easy for the guidance, eh, for the bookkeepers, the accountants of heaven. They are making it very easy for them. Why are you making it easy for them? These things I'm telling you now, they are heavy spiritual matters. It will take you a lot of maturity to see from the plane I'm talking. You don't even know the plane I'm speaking from. These are the things I understood early. And I made less and less emphasis on the prophecies that was hanging on my life. If, if we want to boast about prophecies and supernatural things surrounding our life, I think, I think I'm one of the people that have more. I have more than an average person. So if I should base the qualification for calling and ministry, I should base it on that. Guess what? I labored more than me. I know it's not about that because, oh Jesus, help you. One of the things that helped me the most is that I saw people that had the same kind of thing. And I found out that their calling did not qualify them to the plane of being chosen as, as generational voices, generational representative of God's agenda. Huh? What they had, some of them even got anointed. They thought that anointing is the end. They didn't know, as I said it before, that that anointing is the, the priestly anointing. It's either you call it the priestly anointing or you call it the shepherd's anointing. Huh? That shepherd's anointing, the, the deception in shepherd's anointing, are you getting me, Noah? The, the deception in it is that David used it to kill Goliath. That is the deception. So, because he used that shepherd's anointing to kill Goliath, right. he didn't know that there is still 10 years of wilderness. That the priestly anointing is to, is to train you in the ways of the spirit, is to train you. Is to train you. They thought, just because the priestly anointing still have the capacity to kill the Goliath, they thought it means that they have arrived. But David was wiser than others. He knew that there is something else that is coming. He waited for it, waited for it, until the kingly anointing came. Don't settle for the priestly anointing. The priestly anointing is the same thing that they gave everybody that, they, that was called. As long as you are called, that there is a priestly anointing. There is a priestly grace. That is the function of the, of the average believer. But if you enter into the place of being chosen for specific assignments and engagement in the kingdom, then you have to be chosen. And in the place of being chosen, there is a kingly anointing, a governmental anointing. Anointing for government. When you appear, things will not, there will be no administration until your anointing begins to work. Administration in that context is dependent on the fact that an anointing has begun to work. An anointing. That kind of anointing is governmental in nature. Eh? It's not just priestly. 
Meanwhile, an average minister, an average person that is called, is, the, is, is trying to execute his or her calling based on, on priestly anointing. Do you know the problem? It can kill Goliath. And because it can kill Goliath, it, mean, it will mean to you that you have, you have arrived. Wise men don't stop there. Wise men. They go beyond that. They know that what God is trying to do is to show them a taste of the possibilities that lies within their ordination. That that is not a plane to stop at. That is a plane to press forward. Find out the dynamics that it requires for men to get into a place that an average person can't get to. If, if all you are doing as a requirement to enter into the place of being chosen for your assignment is what every other person is doing. If the way you present is the same thing, you will never enter there. I say many are called, but few are chosen. They are chosen on the basis of their consecration. They are chosen on the basis of their alignment. They are chosen on the basis of, of the choices that they make. They are chosen on the basis of the associations. I know some of you don't know. I, I hope you know. Hey, <laughs> Jesus. Should I stop here? Before I will become controversial. There are people that will forever miss their calling simply because they went and tied themselves to certain people. Look at somebody like Jonathan. From the beginning, Jonathan knew that David was the one that God called. But because of sentiment, because of prejudice, because of what we they say, because of many things, because of our people, because I'm from here, because of this, because of many reasons, Jonathan went and lined himself with Saul. Even though he knew, he, 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 David was even his best friend. And he knew that he is the one that is supposed to carry the crown. But because of many reasons, he associated with the wrong person. He associated with somebody that his season has passed. He associated with somebody that doesn't have the call. There are people, all of us are into ministry, but you can look at certain people and we know that the generational, what this person is carrying is not just ministry anointing. It's not ministry to do, it's not ministry to start a church. What we are doing in Revival Hub is no ministry for Revival Hub. What we have in Revival Hub is generational anointing. It's an anointing that typifies God's body, God's, home, God's purpose that is in a generation. It's beyond what you need to open a church or open a ministry. That one is good. It's not. Now, when God is calling you to line up with a generational anointing, you will become sentimental because there will be reasons around you to do otherwise. Maybe someplace bigger, maybe someplace because it's always like that. Those days, David was at Adulam. He was running around Helter Skelter. And the men that were with him, they were, the Bible said that this kind of men, you know their qualification. The Bible said all the despondent, discouraged, frustrated, the people that lost their wife, lost their job, or they were the people following him many years later. Say many years later. The Bible said, These be the mighty men of David. The mighty men of David. The mighty men of David. These be the mighty men of David. The, the same people that we are despondent, that we are frustrated. A man called David carries such an anointing that he will make a man 
people that there is nothing spectacular about them in the beginning. He made them. They don't even believe in themselves. Certain of the things you are telling them, they wonder, are you, am I the one they are talking about? Those kind of men, they are frustrated with life. People have written them off. They have gone to some places and when they talk about somehow they feel that God but when they talk to people will shut them down if people are saying that even you you will be coming out and you meet those kind of people they will collect all of them Indian hem smoker all kinds of people frustrated no job no nothing and after one month after one year after two years they, they start arising they start arising he said the Takmonite that sat in the seat chief among the captains the same was Adino Adino. Many years ago, there is no scripture that moved me like these scriptures. When I was in my final years in campus, I will open it before me and I will be fasting. Actually, I prayed for almost five years. Before I ever started ministry, before I ever started, some people ask, see, if you are supposed to cut down a tree, they gave you seven days, you six days to sharpen your knife, sharpen your axe. Those days I'll be praying. Even during my youth service, I'll be praying, give me men, oh God, give me men. I don't want fools to align with me in my calling. You need men of start rank. A kind of men that will stay with you. And this is the scripture I was using. It was this scripture I used to pray for six months. And an angel suspended between heaven and earth. And said, we heard a cry in heaven. And the cry is saying, I need help, I need men. Because even then, there were no many prophetic intercessors and wombs need to be released in the spirit if it was possible that God would accomplish his agenda within that time frame. I, I was doing well, but only me can't get it done. We need many more wombs. When we cry, the Holy Ghost came and we prayed. Everybody was praying as if their life dependent on, depended on prayer. God began to raise mighty men in that level, in that line. I open my Bible and I will say, Adino the S night, he lifted up his pair against 800 whom he slew at one time. What kind of man is this? One man equal to a nation. One man equal to a nation. Kai, don't worry, don't worry. You are not with me. One man equal to a nation. That's the kind of people that can be raised with the kingly anointing. Are you getting the point? There is a target. There is a destination. My brother, many are called on. If you are choosing. Association can determine it. As soon as, do you, how many of you know that Jonathan is of a very good heart? He is not good enough. You know, I used to warn you people. You don't know what sentiment can do to you. I'm not saying you are not a good person. Those small, small things, small, small things, it will finally make all the difference. Because when it matters, when they are choosing, they will find you in the wrong camp. And then you will receive the judgment of the wicked. A man like Jonathan is not supposed to die the way he died. I need to tell you that part of the reason why David cried and cursed Gibor was not just because of the fact see this person on this place is not with me he's not in the spirit you are you are not with me you are not with me at all you are not with me 
You see, help me back. Help me back. You just distracted me. Or should we just pray? The reason why the reason why the reason why David wept and cursed Gibbah was not just because Saul died there. It was because Jonathan Jonathan, his covenant friend died there. Even though he was his covenant friend, he chose the wrong side. Man like Jonathan should never leave David. Never. But he chose the wrong side. Because as of that time, Saul was the one reigning. And he had an attachment. In fact, as a matter of fact, are you with me? Saul was the father of Jonathan. So because he was his father, there are many sentiments attached to it. And one of the reasons why Saul lured Jonathan was because, don't you know you are my son? You are supposed to take over from me when I'm here. And you are allowing David to deceive you. That is the same thing you are in. Be wise, be wise, be wise. Why are you misbehaving? You should be wise, you should be wise. And the man became wise in the flesh. When he became wise in the flesh, he lost a covenant friend, a covenant relationship. A covenant man. So when Jonathan died, because he lined up with Saul, he came, Saul had came there. He, he said, well, David came there. He said, how are the mighty fallen? The weapons of war are perished. Gibor swallowed the blood of the anointed. The shield of Saul, the shield of Jonathan, all of them were spread dead. Great mighty men. David was weeping not just because of Saul, but because of Jonathan. He knew that there would have been a tactic that would bring down Satan. Unfortunately, the mandate of the generational anointing was on David. He has to continue. He has to continue. In my own opinion, that place that Joab is is where Jonathan should have been. David, Jonathan is strong and uh, Joab is strong and powerful, conquered many wars, but he is not somebody you can discuss your weakness with. I say association can rob you. Association can disqualify you. I mean, you did everything right. You are a good person. You have the good heart. You line up with an anointing that the season has passed. There are many things. Of course, cheapest amongst them is the, is, is, the, is your heart. When you begin to when you when you make an attempt to execute your calling, the number one thing is not to pray, it's not to fast, it's not to even if you pray, fast, do anything, the target is your heart. There is a posture of heart you have to retain if it is possible that you will be chosen. Huh? Why was David chosen in the first place? He he had a kind of heart. It was there that God decreed. He said that men look on the outward appearance, but I look where? On the heart. They sent, they sent Samuel, the anointed man Samuel. He came to the house of Jesse and he looked upon Eliab and he altered that. Do you know who is Samuel? The Bible said none of the words that Samuel spoke fell to the ground. He was prophet of, the prophetic oil on Samuel is of the first order. 
It's not this thing that people call themselves prophets. They are not prophets. In the days that Samuel was prophet, the territorial integrity of Israel was maintained by one man's anointing. The Philistines couldn't touch Israel as long as Samuel was there. That is what it means to be a prophet of the first order. Your anointing is territorial in scope. As long as you are there, many things can enter, many things can leave. Israel was preserved on the days of Samuel by his anointing. But that man came in the house of Jesse and saw Eliab. Because God told him, take a horn of oil. Go to the house of Jesse. And found myself another man there. He looked on Eliab. He said, oh, behold, the Lord's anointed. Because Eliab was comely to behold. And he was huge and a giant. And he looked at him and said, he's the one. And found that God doesn't choose like that. If God chooses like that, me, I won't be here. I'm sure me, I don't know about you because many of you look comely, look like a man of God already. I'm, I'm, if there is anything I look like, it's not man of God. But God looks at the heart. He had looked at all of our hearts. The way you have, your heart is, he knows that this is the only kind of heart that will reach the end. Forget that we are doing go, 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 now. Everybody is doing as if they love God, they love God, they love God. It's not everybody that loves God. The season we open, another season we open, and we find out that there are things we love that is not God. Maybe because we have looked at certain men of God and we want to be like them. That's the reason why we are here. What if you don't become like them? What if the kind of calling that is needed in these last days is not in that direction? What if there is no space for you to be flamboyant? Will you still continue? The heart. The heart. Samuel that never Samuel has never missed it, but he saw Eliab and wanted to pour it. If you pour now, we'll deal with you. Say, Behold, the Lord's anointed. God began to teach Saul in Samuel in the later ages of his prophetic ministry that there is another layer. That he doesn't know even in the prophetic. That he is looking, judging by the eyes. Because the first king that God chose was Saul. And he was a shoulder taller than everybody. From there, Samuel began to make judgment. That if God will choose another king, he will choose it in that stature. He didn't know that that is the kind of kingship that God has rejected. Something that looks like it in the natural. From men's perspective, they will choose this person. Huh? There is a place I read before I started. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. God has chosen the best things of this world. Eh? The wisdom of many has made the foolishness. God needs to be all in all. He needs to be God everywhere. That's why he has to choose men like us. So that as I'm walking anywhere I am, it doesn't matter where I get to. I know how I started. I know that people, as I'm moving now, people are waiting for, you know, if I fail, they won't be surprised. There are some people that are expecting to succeed. If people like me fail, they won't be surprised. They will say, is it not you? Look at what you did here. Look at what you did here. Look at this one. Look at the way you did it. Look at the way. You don't, have, you don't do this one now. You don't do this one. We don't see you here now. You are supposed to fail. That is the reason why I, I just clung to Jesus like this. I refuse to leave. It drives me to my secret place. And there I found succor. In my bid to make sure that I have, I have a place that I run into. I didn't know that that is a qualification to be chosen. I didn't know initially. It took me time to find out that a, a right heart, a heart that is positioned in such a way that Jesus is number one. 
I know you people don't oh God make you to understand this. Many people think Jesus is number one in their heart just because they are mighty men of God or they are doing well. Jesus is not number one. For years, Jesus made sure he is number one. And when I found out that that is his number one desire, I always strive to make sure he is number one. Eh? No matter how close you are to me, I'm willing to drop it if he's in contention with Jesus. And after everything, they asked that mighty man, saw, and, and he asked somewhere, and he asked Jesus, Is this all your son? He said, Yes. The man has said yes, except there is one small guy. One guy. You, you, you can't, God can't be using that kind of guy. I'm that guy. That guy. That kind of guy that God can't be using. I'm that kind of guy. By the time the man, the man David finished, he, made a, he had a covenant with God that is eternal. Is an everlasting covenant. He said, Upon your throne will the Christ sit. If Jesus comes back for 1,000 years reign from our studies, theologically, he will, he will sit on that seat of David physically, not in the spirit. What, what kind of man is like that? But when they saw him, he doesn't look like it. I said, God looks in the heart. You are big in the spirit, you are big in the heart. If you are big, if your heart is big, you, is in the spirit, it's not in the natural. And it's that kind of heart that can carry the weight of what we are talking about. The heart. Stop praying for things. Pray for heart. Self. Take long, if it takes you five years, take, take five years and pray for the right heart. For the right. There is a particular kind of heart it takes to execute an assignment. You don't have it, you are disqualified from the beginning. You have made the job easy for the accountants. You have made the job easy eh, for the record keepers. You have made it easy for them. You have made it easy for them to disqualify you. For many are called, but few are chosen. But few are chosen. Few are chosen. Many, say many. How many? I want to ask how many are called. Huh? As many as it will take. Sometimes God calls five million. He is looking for just seven people. Sometimes he calls ten. He is looking for just fifty. Our desire is that we will be many in this generation, but it so happens that the pattern it has not changed. It seems as if we will be few again. And me, you know what I dis I dis I decide a lot. I don't know how many they, they will be. What I know is that I will be in the number. Me, I will be in the number. Me, I will be in the number. I'll pay the price of the heart posture. I'll pay the price of alignment. I'll pay the price of association. Huh? I'll pay the price of downloading the kind of resources. Some of the time, all it takes is that you have failed to, to a, a, acquire the measure of resources it takes to administrate that kind of destiny. You are praying, you are looking at your neighbor. Your friend, the two of you are fasting. After three years, he started raising cripples. His church started booming. And you think that means anything. Just because your own, that hasn't started happening. You think it means... It means that he is called to something bigger than your own. You are not wise, my friend. 
Don't be moved by what we see now. So because the, the person is bogus now doesn't mean doesn't mean he's he might it might just be that he will just be on the scene for five years. But you are called to carry a generational anointing. You are called to disciple nations. You are called to raise sons for God. If a man will raise sons for God, it's not about how popular you are. It's about the skill you have in the spirit to raise men from point one to two. A man will encounter you and then suddenly he will go move. Can you remember how you were when you came here first? You can't even remember. You have become a, a different kind of being. Your appetites have started changing. Pray for one minute. Ask God to show you the secrets of the chosen man. The secrets of the chosen man. Ask him. If you like, don't pray. You see? And for the fact that you are not praying is a proof that you don't even understand what we are saying. Show me the secrets of the chosen man. Cry bitterly from your heart. The Bible said that Jesus, he prayed and he was heard. He was said in that he feared. Can you pray? One more minute. Show me, show me, show me the secrets of the chosen man. After this prayer, be sensitive to the responses of the spirit. You have not fully prayed until you listen, until you are sensitive for feedbacks. Be sensitive for the feedbacks. Watch out for how your life will play out after this, this prayer. I have found a man after my heart. What kind of man is that? Show me the secrets, oh God. Show me, show me, show me, show me, show me. This kind of knowledge is not a mental knowledge. Not necessarily. It's a spiritual knowledge. You can be imparted with that knowledge in your spirit. Your understanding might be unfruitful. Helping it in the spirit. It's a spiritual knowledge. 